Well, hello, Concordia family. Welcome back. Today is Wednesday, July 15th. I'm so glad to be with you today. We are just one month away from classes beginning again and, and to us being able to have that opportunity to be gathered uh, together. And so what a joy that is. As we think about all this time that we have spent apart from one another, uh, isn't it great encouragement to know that our God is always present, uh, that he is ever abiding with his presence and his care and his peace, that he is always attending to us with his word of hope, and his ears are always open to our prayers. And so why don't we begin with prayer as we gather together today to hear from his word. Oh God, your ears are open always to the prayers of your servants. May our hearts and lives be always open to you that we may pray in accordance with your will and receive the gifts of your Spirit. Through your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. As we continue through the chapel series, One God, One Question, today in our time in the Word, we get to hear from Professor Mark Brighton as he walks us through the question, Am I going to heaven? See, I love it that you guys are asking this question because it's one of the most important questions that you could ask. More important than questions that I often hear asked, like, why is my roommate so weird? Or why is that professor so weird? Or questions that some of you are thinking right now, what am I going to do tonight? No, this is a very important question. But at the same time, I cannot help but think that there is a question behind this question. And that question is, have I been good enough to get to heaven? Lord, if I go to heaven, what do I need to do? Do I go to church every Sunday? If I pray every day? If I read my Bible regularly? If I get control of this area of my life... If I, then can I find my way to heaven? There are two major problems with asking this question. The first is that it betrays an attitude which is incompatible with love and trust. It's like a child going to a father and saying, Dad, if I keep my room clean, will you love me? If I obey all your rules, will you love me? It only leads to doubt, fear, and uncertainty. Zap yourself into the future. You have a three-year-old child. Your child was in trouble. You set your child upstairs. It's awfully quiet up there for a long time. You're about ready to go upstairs to find out what's going on because if it's too quiet, your child's either dead or doing something they shouldn't do. But your child comes down with tears in her eyes or his eyes, and he or she has made a painting for you and gives you the painting and says, here, mom, dad, will you love me now? That would crush me. That would crush me. Brothers and sisters, doubt, fear, and uncertainty are attitudes of hired help at best or slaves at worst. And yet we read from Paul that God does not want hired help. He doesn't want slaves. He wants children. The second problem with the question is, have I been good enough to get into heaven, is that the answer is always no. No 
Well, gee, what are the qualifications for admittance? Perfection. Perfection? Well, well, but God, have you seen my roommate? I mean, if we look around ourselves, it's easy to convince ourselves that we're not as bad as other people. I haven't committed any crimes. I've tried to be pretty good. And so we might think that, you know, I haven't been that bad. Well, you know, that lizard I put in my roommate's bed, well, they deserve that. But after all, thinking this way, the standard of perfection may seem a little unreasonable. After all, no one is perfect. But we can understand better when we consider that heaven is a place where no evil exists. It's a place of absolute perfection. And so then we can begin to understand this statement from Paul. The fair compensation for sin is death. You and I aren't perfect. We cannot get into a perfect place on our own. We find no place there on our own. And so, let me reframe the question. Instead of asking, am I good enough to get into heaven, ask this. Do you want to go to heaven? If you do, I have good news. Because Paul continues the sentence. But eternal life in our Lord Jesus, the Messiah, is God's free Now, I know that some of you carry little conviction about heaven because you might have a distorted view of what eternal life is. Maybe some of you still carry around some of those childhood images of heaven. It's a place where you have to wear a long white robe and carry around a harp and sit in a pew and sing dull and boring hymns throughout all eternity. Well, this is a topic that I'm going to address on Monday, what heaven is like. But we will consider then that it's a place rather where all our deepest and truest desires are fulfilled beyond our ability to even imagine. Negatively, it's a place where there is no more sorrow, no more evil, no more sickness, no more death. Positively, it's a place of contentment, of peace of integrity, of joy. Here's the point that I wish to make this morning. The important question to ask is not so much, am I going to heaven? But do I want to go to heaven? Do you want to go to heaven? Christ, the way is open. The invitation this morning is yours for the taking. Christ has died so that you can have grace and forgiveness. Christ rose victoriously from the grave and assures you that you also, on the last day, will rise to resurrection life. What do you need to do to get there? Stand in that grace. Own it. Speak it to others. 
Let it fill your life with peace and contentment. Let it see you through the difficult times of life. Till on that last day, you do find truly the way is open. And you find admittance into God's perfect kingdom. Let's pray. Lord Messiah Jesus, I thank you for your grace. Thank you for your forgiveness for all my evil. I thank you that in your resurrection, I have the sure promise of resurrection life with you. Lord, enter my heart, strengthen my faith, so that I stand in this grace, and may it be my sure foundation throughout life. to
pray that you were blessed today from hearing from Professor Brighton. Uh, we will get to hear from him again next week as he takes on the question, what will heaven be like? And so I look forward to being with you again next week. And until then, dear brothers and sisters, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God the Father, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you always. Amen.